Hey guys, this is Mike, and you're listening to Feeling Twisty. I'm really glad you're here. I had a couple of really good conversations this week. Uh, this morning, uh, on a one-on-one call I had, we got a lovely conversation about just this subtle knowing that your wish is fulfilled. And earlier in the week, I was chatting with someone about the importance of not just focusing on the big one thing that you need in your life to really change things or or the big the top three things most people i talk to it's usually they usually have one to three biggies that they're imagining for usually it's health or money or relationships and every now and then i like this morning's call we got to talking about things beyond that, beyond getting things, but experiencing this awakening of realizing, remembering who we really are. I love talking about that. I love talking about all of it. But once you, you know, when you get to really understand who you really are, that you're not your body, that you're not anything, you know, you're not small and separate, that you are all imagination then you start to really see that anything, anything truly is possible. So talking about playing, as 2020 always says, play, 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 play. And Neville talks about it in a number of his lectures. Uh, I can't remember any specifics to quote you, but there was one I read recently, again, that where he says, you know, imagine whatever the big thing is, Assume the feeling of that wish fulfilled and then get on with imagining other things. When we're focused on the one big thing or the, the three big things, and we're just focused on that. For in my case, in my own experience, when I'm focused, when I did that and when I do that, when I find myself focusing on just that, what I'm really doing is focusing on the lack of that. Because if I'm constantly concentrated on that, I don't have it yet. I need to keep imagining another scene. You know, focus, focus, focus on that one thing. I'm reacting to the lack of it. I'm still thinking of it, and I'm not thinking from it. I'm not dwelling in a new state. And so I think it's very important to get in the habit of imagining, going in imagination. Whenever you have a desire, even things you don't even realize are desires, getting through traffic quickly, getting home early, having the kitchen clean when you wake up in the morning, somebody did the dishes. <laughs> All these little desires were moved by desires. We desire to have the bills paid so we get up in the morning and go to work. We desire to have good dental health so we brush our teeth. You know, we to say you have no desires is... Well, I just there's just no way to be completely desireless. And what fun is that? That's no fun. No, you have a desire. Take it. That's yours. And it gets easier when you're constantly moving in imagination throughout the day for fun things, silly things, serious things.
but you're constantly going. Anytime you, something comes up that you, you would like to experience or you would like to experience differently, right then, right there, that's the time and place to move in imagination. Revise what that person's telling you. Or if it's an experience, a trip, if it's something dealing with traffic, a peaceful afternoon, whatever, whatever your desires are, take it right there. Accept that. And the more you do it, the easier it gets. And you're not focused on, you know, when's the big one coming? When's the big one coming? You've already, you've moved in imagination in that state of that wish fulfilled. Leave it there. Let it be. And continue on imagining up un other wonderful things for yourself and for your loved ones and for people you meet and you come across. Imagine lovingly as you go because it, you're imaginingly loving, imagining lovingly for them, which is great, but you're also imagining lovely, lovingly for yourself. And you're practicing. You're working that imaginative muscle. You're getting used to moving, slipping into imagination and bringing up the life that you truly want for yourself. And it gets easier to, to the point to where, uh, when I talk about naturalness, we talk about naturalness of the state of the wish fulfilled. But you yourself are a state. I am a state. I am not Mike, my body. I'm not this. Some of you might be listening and thinking, thank God, I'm not my body. <laughs> No, I'm, this body is the manifestation of my imagination. So of course I can move an imagination in the reality of who I really am and bring up the experiences I want to experience. And the more you do it, and that, uh, that's what I want to talk about, the naturalness of that, not just the naturalness of the wish fulfilled of that particular specific state, but when you're doing this constantly, moving in imagination for every little desire, then that becomes natural to you. This state of Christ consciousness or the God state, you're in God mode now. <laughs> but that's when that whole state, this awareness that you, who of who you really are, that's a state as well. And you're moving in that state. And so all the manifestations come easier, more easily, because you know who you really are. For me, to get to that point, continuing to play, to move in imagination throughout the day and night, not just on focusing on the big things, but everything, every little thing. Hmm, let's do this. Oh, that was good, but let's imagine it better. And this whole thing becomes natural to you. And those things you thought were big and hard and hard to accomplish, oh, of course I can do that. Of course I can heal my body. Hmm. So it's important to play, to continue moving in imagination, planting those seeds. 2020 would say, more buns in the oven. <laughs> so that's very important. And another thing I want to talk about today, uh, this knowing, this subtle knowing 
that your wish is fulfilled. And that lovely conversation this morning, and we talked about that. And that how do you, you know, how do you get to that point? It's just, it's just a subtle, for me, it's a subtle, just this knowing that it's done. I'll give you a couple examples that take the play into account and this subtle knowing. So several weeks ago, something popped in my head. Maybe it was a commercial about Valentine's Day or something. Uh, and it hit me like, oh, Valentine's Day is coming up. I don't usually think about uh it's going to make me sound like I'm an inconsiderate husband. I'm not. <laughs> we just don't, Kim and I just don't get into the big flashy, you know, we have to celebrate it this way. It has to be, you know, candied hearts and chocolate and all these things. But in that moment, when I thought of Valentine's Day, I just thought, let's do it differently this year. Let's make it different. And I just in that moment decided this year's different. It's going to be something different. I didn't create a scene. I didn't imagine Kim thanking me or some type of anything. It was a decision, a movement in imagination, though, because I am all imagination. I decided this year is going to be different, different in a good way. And I dropped it. I, I literally forgot Valentine's Day, totally forgot about it until earlier this week. I had a family member call me out of the blue and say, hey, we've got, we're making steak and lobster for Valentine's for a dinner at our house, and we'd like you and Kim to come. And they didn't even finish the question, the invite. And I interrupted them and said, yep, we're on it. We'll be there. <laughs> so it's done. And I didn't have to do anything other than decide this year's going to be different and accept it and just know that it's done. And then, you know, I always say, and not me, but a, a lot of teachers that teach Neville will say this, just drop your desire, drop the focusing on the lack of it. But in this case, I literally just forgot about it, which we do often. We forget the seeds we plant. We forget more seeds than we, the ones we remember throughout our lives. So seed planted something different and something fun, steak and lobster. And I don't have to do anything except show up and, well, and bring Kim. But we show up with our bellies empty, hungry, ready for some yummy steak and lobster. Hmm. That was easy. And then yesterday, also Valentine's Day related, Kim reminded me that we we're going to make a special treat for the kids. Now, this treat involves, I'm not going to give you the whole recipe. It is a yummy recipe, though, if you want it. It's popcorn with uh, you pop popcorn and you melt marshmallows and uh, with butter with real butter mm. and then you take that marshmallow liquefied marshmallow mellow and you drizzle it over the popcorn you fold it into the popcorn and then you drop red M&Ms and red sprinkles Valentine's colored sprinkles all over it and then we package them up and put them in pretty containers with clear wrapping and a pretty bow on it. So my task was to get the right ingredients. And so I went to the grocery store and bebopping around the store, grabbing this and that, get to the candy section, you know, at the grocery store and they are out of Valentine's candy. It's the day before Valentine's. How can they be out? 
they already had Easter candy out. What wasn't going to work. So, you know, in my mind, I thought, well, it's candy. So it doesn't have to be red. It doesn't have to be Valentine's themed. So I just went around to the regular candy section and grabbed several huge bags of M&Ms thinking this is good enough. <laughs> I just talked about this the other day, didn't I, about whether something is good enough. It just settle with good enough. So I was settling with good enough in that moment. It's done. Yay for me. I got the ingredients. So I got home and texted Kim. Hey, I got everything. They didn't have Valentine's M&Ms, so I got regular. He immediately got a text back. You got what? We have to have Valentine's themed M&Ms. So I had a very short window of time to get, I had time for one more st store. And so I told Kim that. I said, well, Target will have it. I'll go check at Target. So I get into Target, get to their Valentine's shelf. Guess what? They're freaking out of candy too. How, how are the stores out of candy before the holiday? So I shook my head, walked past the Valentine's candy section into the regular candy section thinking, okay, this will be it. I know. They're going to have the candy. Get to the candy section. No candy. Oh, yeah, lots of candy, but no Valentine's candy. I couldn't believe this. So I'm standing there in the, in the candy section, and I remembered when I first, when Kim first told me I had to go get red candy, I said Target would have it. And I even, not intentionally creating a scene, but when I told Kim Target will have the M&M's, the right Valentine's themed M&Ms, I imagined holding, automatically imagined holding a bag of M&Ms. And it wasn't an intentional scene, like let me sit down and create a scene that implies my wish is fulfilled. No, it just sprang up because I said Target will have it. And I, in my imagination, I'm holding a bag of M&Ms. So I'm standing there in the candy aisle and I thought, well, this is unacceptable. I don't have time to do this, to go hunt down red candy, red Valentine's uh, M&Ms. So I'm walking toward the exit and I see a shelf. You know where I'm going with this, right? I see a shelf that I didn't see before and it had all these Valentine's colored candies on it. And I walk up to it and what do I see? Not one dang M&Ms. It wasn't even candy. It was some kind of, of health supplement. So I'm standing there, took a deep breath, and reminded myself, no, unacceptable. I don't have time for this. And I wasn't angry. I just reminded myself that this is not the plan. This is not how I saw it. So I take a few more steps and something caught my eye next to one of the registers. Uh, and what do I see? Someone had dumped four bags of M&M candy, the Red Valentine's M&M's, four bags of them on the shelf more than I needed, but I bought them all anyway. I bought all four. They weren't even on a shelf that was supposed to have them, but there they were. Boom, got them, texted Kim, got the candy. And you might say, someone listening to this will say, well, the candy was there. You just didn't see it when you walked in. Yeah, that's right. I wasn't aware of it. And I was about to miss it completely. Had I not, something caught my eye to make me look to the right and see just dumped on a shelf three, four bags of M&M candy. So my point is that when you, you are constantly moving in imagination and deciding what you want and not accepting good enough 
everything becomes more natural to you. This whole movement and imagination becomes you. This whole state, you're dwelling in this new state to where things, manifestations do come differently to you. Things that you used to think were difficult or not difficult. But then you're also expanding and you're exploring, what else can I do? Let's push, let's push, push through. For me, it's this constant movement, this constant expansion, this constant awakening and exploration. I don't ever want to settle. I don't ever want to get to a point where, oh, this is good. I'm going to stop right here. Kick back in my recliner, gin and tonic in my hand, feet up, listening to music. I'm done with life. I'm good enough. <laughs> no, continue to push and soar. One more thing about this uh, subtle knowing that your wish is fulfilled. For me, it, it is a very subtle thing. And here's an example. This might work for you or not, but I like it. I use a Cinemark movie theater app. I'm a part of the movie club. You know, you pay eight bucks a month. You get free ticket. Well, it's not free. You're paying for the ticket. But, you know, you get all these perks. Anyway, I like it because we can order, reserve our seats at the movie theater without having to pay the online fees. It's easy, so I like it. I don't want to go down and wait at the box office and pick my seats out. And I'm sure you've done the same thing or something similar. But uh, like this Christmas, where my sons and I are waiting for Star Wars to come out. Star Wars is coming, yay! Hope it's not sold out. Oh gosh, it's going to be sold out. What time are we going to go? All these things, you know, frantically as it's coming up. When's it going to open? When's the box office going to open online? So we pull up the app and I make the purchase. I reserved our seats. We always do a Christmas morning movie. Sometimes I like to go early. I like to get up, grab a cup of coffee and head to the movie theater. So the earliest we can find as far as the features go, that's what we pick on some big movie, whatever the big movie is at that time it's more about the joy of being together and having this fun thing we do but anyway back to my point so i reserve the seats purchase them online boom we've got the whole row because we take up the whole row my whole family <laughs> got the row reserved done ah <sighs> and there's that subtle quiet knowingness that it's done I don't stress over it. I don't worry about if the movie, what if the movie theater burns down? What about the weather? I don't have to worry about other people getting my tickets or having enough seats. It's done. I know it's happening at 10 a.m. Christmas morning. And I use that example chatting with someone on the phone about that. That for, to explain this knowing that I have when something is done. Whether it's, you know, red M&M candies or a different fun Valentine's evening or a healthy body or financial freedom. It's just this knowing, this knowingness that it's done. Whether you've written down your desires as if they're accomplished or done an imaginal scene, however you got to that point, it's that sustained knowingness that it's done.
Hmm. There's freedom in that. There's freedom in knowing who you really are and freedom in knowing that whatever it is that you want to experience is already yours. I've never been a details guy. I like that character, uh, Billy Blaze from the movie uh, Night Shift. Do you remember that with Henry Winkler and Michael Keaton? I was more like uh, Billy Blazajowski. I think that's his name. I'm an idea man. You know, and he would record messages into his little recorder. Idea, feed the mayonnaise to the tuna. <laughs> I've always been, go for the idea. I like, go. what's the big picture? What do I want? And then the details will fill in. So I've never been a big details guy. So I really like this, the way Neville teaches it. Go for the feeling of your wish fulfilled. What is it that you want? Who do you want to be? And once you imagine or assume the feeling of that big wish fulfilled, maybe it's a big one, a real change, or maybe you're imagining something that's widespread, you know, your body, your weight, I mean, your finances, your body, your relationship, just a kind of a big chunk of something. And then move on. What else do I want? Just throughout the day, notice your desires. And if it's like, if you're like me, sometimes that scene will just pop up automatically when I'm thinking about it. Thinking about red M&Ms, ah, and I'm in imagination immediately holding the bag of M&Ms. But it wasn't necessarily the scene. Because you can imagine scenes all the time. We're constantly imagining, of course we are. It's a sustained knowing, sustaining that assumption that it's done. I love you guys. I hope you have a great weekend. Shoot me an email. Send me your comments, your questions. Feelingtwisty at gmail.com. I love you. This is Feeling Twisty.